Guys, welcome to the I Love Seville show. This is a Thursday afternoon in downtown Charlottesville. We appreciate your viewership and your listenership of this fine and fair talk show that legitimately started, I don't know, six years ago, Judah, with a five-minute update at five o'clock. We started the show by saying, what if we just gave people a five-minute update at five o'clock, one of them? And now we're doing over 20 hours of live programming every single week from a studio on Market Street in the Macklin Building. It's a pleasure to connect with you through the network. Today's show is presented by the Charlottesville Police Department. Be the change you would like to see. Join the Charlottesville Police Department and let's back the blue. Champion the blue. Believe in the blue. The Charlottesville Police Department, we have heroes amongst us. We've championed the blue for 15 years here at I Love Sevo and VMV Brands. And it's time for us as a community to rally around a group of men and women that are putting their life on the line for our freedom and our safety. Charlottesville Police Department, be the change you want to see. Interesting tidbit before I get to the first headline, which is the Greene County um, water restrictions. Americans, this is a story, a macro story from CNBC, very much applies to Charlottesville, Almaro, and Central Virginia. Americans are now sitting on nearly 30 trillion, trillion with a T, 30 trillion dollars in home equity. Skyrocketing house prices are driving that equity. According to the St. Louis Federal Reserve, the $30 trillion in home equity is just shy of the 2022 peak. You can see this story on CNBC right now. That's roughly $200,000 in cash per home owner across the United States of America, with over 80% of Americans who own homes having interest rates at 4% or below. You see why we have a throttle on inventory in this community. Now, here's the question. How do you tap into the equity if you need it? Here's a very interesting dynamic that's transpiring right before our eyes. Americans have the most credit card debt in United States history right now. The most credit card debt in U.S. history right now in America. At the same time that Americans have the most equity in American history, right there with 2022, according to the St. Louis Reserve, of over $30 trillion. So you're sitting on these stacks of paper, this equity at your house, at the same time you've got floating debt on your credit cards that in some cases is well over 20%. I mean, you're talking loan shark rates for Visa, American Express, and MasterCard. So what do you do? You don't want to sell your house and give up your 2.75% interest rate. How can you take a square and put it in a circular hole? Equity, floating debt tied to credit cards. Well, the home equity line of credit is something you should consider. The acronym is a HELOC. Depending on the state you are, and of course on your credit score, and on your debt, how much you're carrying, you may be able to get a HELOC in the neighborhood of 8 to 12%. 
an 8 to 12% HELOC, home equity line of credit, where you're actually pooling on the equity against the equity you have in your house, an 8 to 12% HELOC rate sure beats a 19, 20, 21, 22% credit card floating debt rate, right? You're talking a delta of over 10 points, maybe, maybe 12 or 13 points in some circumstances. Food for thought. I know it's not a headline on screen, but I try to relay any and all information that I find pertinent, and I found this fascinating. Right now, in our country, Americans, on average, $200,000 in equity per, year, per house. A combined total of $30 trillion in home equity in totality. Right there with the peak of 2022. And, and, and listen to me, and in Central Virginia, that appreciation rate's going to escalate that's something we'll talk about later in the program with this Bowling Avenue we're about to show on screen. A home last year that was purchased for $330,000 in a lot that is being proposed to be built by an investor and custom home builder at the $1.5 million clip. That topic on today's program in a matter of moments. So consider the HELOC if you want to get out of some drowning credit cards um, in your household. Why don't we go to Greene County? You know, infrastructure has been a topic of concern or a topic of priority on this network and certainly on our flagship show, The I Love Sevo Show. On this program, we've highlighted this school bus driver shortage that's ravaged, ramrodded, run rampant in Almaro County Public Schools and Charlottesville City Schools for basically three years now. I mean, this isn't a new problem. And, and bus drivers are quitting at a pretty aggressive clip. What you're not hearing from the school systems is that the drivers are now quitting during the school year because they're tired and fed up. They're being asked to do more with less. So obviously you know about the bus driver shortage, but we have a county that is, how far you think Green County is as the crow flies from here? 10 miles? 10 miles as the crow flies from downtown Charlottesville. They sent out an edict, a mandate, to Greene County residents that should give you pause for concern. And I will, read, I will read it now. This is from the Office of the County Administrator in Greene County. Mandatory water use restrictions. Due to low water levels in the Rapidian River, Greene County is implementing mandatory water use restrictions. The following uses are prohibited. You can no longer water shrubbery, trees, lawn, grass, plants, or any other vegetation except indoor plantings, greenhouse, or nursery stocks. You legitimately washing of automobiles, trucks, trailers, boats, airplanes, or any other type of mobile equipment is prohibited. You can't wash your car. You can't wash your driveway. You can't run the fountain in your front or backyard. You can no longer fill your swimming pool or your wading pool. You got a little baby, like maybe we do. Maybe it's a one-year-old, a two-year-old, a nine-month-old. You want a kiddie pool? How many moms and dads use a kiddie pool in the summertime to pass some hours as we, as we pray and hope and beg to get to bedtime so we can put our boys to sleep, so they can leave us alone, so we can have a cocktail and stream some Netflix in peace. Who's with me? 
How many moms and dads, raise your hand if you're watching the program, not in agreement, just hope to get to bedtime so you can stream some Netflix or some Prime or some Max, either with a cold beer, a cold cocktail, or a glass of wine in some effing peace and quiet. One of the tactics you use to get to bedtime is a kiddie pool. You blow it up, or maybe you pull it out of your garage, and you put the hose in it, you get some water in there, and you have your little tyke splash around in the kiddie pool for an hour, 90 minutes. Great way to get to bedtime. Can't do that anymore. That's against the law. Right now, you cannot do that in Greene County. Greene County is literally ordering citizens to take shorter showers and turn off the water when shampooing, shaving, or brushing your teeth. Don't water your lawn. Turn off your sprinkler system. Use a broom instead of a hose to clean off your porch or your stairs. Wash only full loads of laundry in your washer machine and dishwasher. Do not run a small load of tidy whities Judah, I know you like to put those tidy whities in the washing machine and run them when it's only three or four in them. You can't do that in Greene County anymore. Are you a tidy whities guy? Can we go to two-shot? We on a two-shot? Are you a boxer briefs guy? Are you a boxer guy? I think a better question is, are you a tidy whitey guy? Nah, I'm a boxer briefs guy. I mean, hold on. I got a head boxer briefs on right now. Head boxer briefs. What, what, what are you rocking over there? I wear boxers. Oh, you're boxers. I like briefs because I like the support. It's good to know. Boxer briefs. I'm so glad you told us that. We can't run our boxer briefs in a five-day capacity in the wash anymore if we live in Greene County. At least not alone. But who does so that it's a, What's that? Who does that anyways? Some people do. You're saying your dishwasher is always stocked to capacity when you run it? Uh, I thought you were talking about the toiletry. Uh, no. You're a, you're a bachelor. <clears throat> when you're running your dishwasher... But really, who's running, the, who's running a dishwasher with like two dishes and A lot of people floors. run dishwashers that aren't at full capacity. How many moms and dads watching this program right now are running the dishwasher after dinner when it's your family of three, four, five? And when you're running it after dinner because you don't want to clean the dishes, is it at full capacity? Probably not. Can't do that in Greene County right now. So it's a segue. This water mandate in Greene County is a segue to a, a larger issue or a bigger problem. You know what the bigger issue and the bigger problem is? Lack of water. That's, that's one. I'm, no, I, I mean, I, I don't The totality, know. the issue in totality is infrastructure constraints. The individual who sent me this story, she's watching the program right now. Just know that I, I, I appreciate you very much, and I'm so very grateful that you put this story on my radar. She not only sent me this, and I'm, I'm looking at our DMs right now. She not only sent me this water mandate, but she also asked this question and says it's a good topic for the show. What are they going to do when they have the big neighborhood go in? What's going to happen with the traffic congestion on 29 North? between North Point and the new development in Greene County. They really need to create additional lanes of traffic. That would be very challenging without eminent domain in Greene County. 
She highlights the mandate, sends me the screenshot, and then suggests we talk about the infrastructure constraints on 29 North during rush hour in and rush hour out. Anyone got stuck in traffic between, say, Rio Road and Standardsville? It's a snarl, an absolute snarl. This is what happens when you prioritize housing density ahead of infrastructure. The housing advocates like to say, housing first, infrastructure second. We need more housing for affordability. But what happens if you can't get your kid to school on time on a school bus or home on time on a school bus? What happens if it takes you an hour to go from the epicenter of employment, Charlottesville, to your home in Greene County when it's a 10-mile drive? What happens after you sit in traffic for one hour driving from the UVA hospital or your job in the city of Charlottesville, you go to Green, you wait for an hour between Rio Road and your house somewhere in Green County, and then you get out of your house and say, damn it, all I want to do is take a bath and drink a glass of wine. Well, you can't take your bath anymore. That's prohibited. Showers only. I get frustrated with a, a lack of common sense. Common sense shown by people. Common sense to me is an element of life that is missing from so many. And unfortunately, so many in elected positions and leadership positions that are influencing the future of our region. Let's talk schools. Can you put the screenshot on from Dr. Meg Bryce's Facebook page? All right. 36% <clears throat> of third graders failed the reading test in Almoral County Public Schools. Give me a thumbs up when that's on screen. 36% of them. Let me ask you a question. Maria Marshall Barnes, hello. I agree, 29 is horrible. Kevin Yancey, yes, I did flash my underwear. 100% I did do that. Nora Gaffney, thank you. Rap a Dan River. Appreciate the uh, pronunciation. Anyone who watches this program realize that hooked on phonics is not my strength. Rap a Dan River. First, the statistic. 36% of third graders did not pass the reading test. That's on screen? Yeah. The latest SOL scores have just been published, Bryce says on her campaign page. Third graders in Almore County Public Schools, the reading pass rate has dropped to only 64% of third graders. That means 36% of them failed the SOL reading test. You want to know something about SOLs? They gauge a very basic barometer of learning. To call an SOL the pinnacle of testing is an insult to people that take actual tests of merit. If you stack up an SOL for an 11th grader against the SAT or the ACT, you will find the SAT, the ACT, and 
AP exam is much more difficult than an actual standard of learning test. So we have a test that is essentially a mediocre test in its quality. And this mediocre test in its quality, 36% of Almore County Public School third graders failed the reading portion of it. What, can we go on a two shot? Hmm. We're on a two shot? What would you say the know. two most important skills students learn or have to pick up during education, during schooling years? Well, two of the three R's, of course. Reading and writing. <laughs> the other one, of course, is arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Thank you. That was very well done. You yeah. generally, I got a genuine chuckle out of that. <laughs> Especially with your, uh, your southern drawl, Judah. Mm. That was good southern drawl. Can you give me any other southern drawl over there, Judah? Uh, well, I think... Uh, Let's safely say that uh, today should be the last day you show everyone your drawers. Okay, we can do that. Can I show them my private parts, Judah? Uh, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> Use your best judgment. Reading, writing, and math. Yeah. I'd say reading is the most important. I'd say a toss-up between math and writing. I would say in today's society, we're doing, unfortunately, a lot less writing. So I'll put math in the second slot, writing in the third slot. Reading, number one. Math, number two. Writing, number three. The order of importance for skills that you better pick up from school if you want to have any success in life. Third grade, 36% of the kids failed a mediocre test called the SOL. I don't know how they get to the third grade and end up failing. I mean, of course. You know what it's called? Uh, letting passing, passing kids that, uh, that they don't want in their grade anymore? Social promotion. Okay. Social promotion. We can't have the big 12-year-old who can't read with the 9-year-olds in third grade because the big 12-year-old can bully them. We can't have the 13-year-old chica in the third grade with the other nine-year-olds because she's hitting puberty and starting to develop. Social promotion. And you've got to ask yourself this question if you're a mom and dad, if you're a mom and mom, a dad and dad. We're equal opportunity employers here on the I Love Seville Network. Can we say moms and dads? This has come out in the past. Are we allowed to say moms and dads? Why would we not be allowed to say I, moms and dads? I don't know. Let's just say there's 100 kids in the third grade at a respective school. 36 of them cannot pass the mediocre test. You got 64 left. Those 64 are in the same classes with the other 36. Those 64 are in the same classes with the other 36. Mm -hmm. You got one teacher and one teacher's aide. How is the one teacher and the one teacher's aide going to be able to teach to the entire class when 36 of them can't pass a basic reading test and the other 64 did pass it. 
Is it not going to bring down the impact or the performance of the remaining 64? I hate to tell you this, but the answer is yes. The answer is yes. Bryce says on her Facebook page, focus on education. Things are not getting better under current policies. We need change. That seems to be a, a common sense approach to things. There's that word again, common sense. Common sense when it comes to prioritizing density over infrastructure, the region is lacking. Build housing, snarl Route 29, make things tough between Route 29, between Rio Road and Sanderdsville. Snarl traffic, one hour of wait at rush hour. Who cares? And when you get back to your house and you're stressed from your job and you just want to unwind with a, with a glass of Chardonnay and a, a little bubble bath, can't do bubble baths. Too, many, too much density, too much people, no bubble baths. You got to enjoy your Chardonnay in the shower. Who wants to enjoy their Chardonnay in the shower? How do you do it? The water's spraying on your face. It's going to get it. I mean, if the water's spraying on your face and you're drinking your Chardonnay, how do you do that? Sippy cups. Oh, now we have to drink wine out of a straw with the top on it. I, I, the water's coming on my face. How, I have to turn off the water when I'm shampooing my hair. I have to turn off the water when I'm brushing my teeth. I have to turn off the water when I'm shaving. I have to, if it's yellow, Judah, let it mellow. Alrighty then. If it's yellow, let it mellow. Literally says, consider not flushing the toilet. John Blair's got great comments. When John Blair leaves comments, I read them out loud. Jerry, 73% of black students at Mountain View Elementary in Almoro County, where my son attends, failed the math standard of learning test. I'll read that again from John Blair. I love John Blair. 73% of black students at Mountain View Elementary in Almoro County, where my son attends, failed the math SOL. Jerry, 79% of black students at Greer Elementary in Albemarle failed the math SOL. The callousness and back-of-the-hand attitude toward black students by ACPS is immoral and appalling. That is an A++ comment. I read this live on air. John Blair dropping dimes. Dropping dimes. Can I give you that statistic again? 79% of black students at Greer Elementary in Albemarle County failed the math SOL. He says the callousness and back-of-the-hand attitude toward black students by ACPS is immoral and appalling. Maria Marshall Barnes on Facebook. I had a second grader during COVID shut down. Major setbacks in ACPS. So many students have suffered. We need major change. She also says they keep building housing without thinking of the impact that it has on schools. They are already overcrowded, the schools and the roads. Hydraulic is years overdue for upgrades and repairs. Common sense. 
That'll be the theme of today's show. Johnny Ornalis, thank you for sharing the program. We love you, Johnny Ornalis. Logan Wells Claylo, welcome to the program. Two city councilors, two boards of supervisors, one state delegate, one retired state delegate watching the program. Stephanie Wells Rhodes says, Amen, Judah Wickhauer. Thank you, Stephanie. Katie Pearl says, I'm with you guys. Eric Thompson on Facebook, how are the car wash businesses in Greene County affected? How do you run a car wash business with a water mandate? I mean, maybe they've already uh, thought of that and they use uh, recycled water. I don't know how they run. That's a hell of an assumption. Uh, I think it's a fair assumption today that a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, car wash places uh, use recycled water. Carly Wagner says, does the Greene County water restrictions apply only to those on public water or do they apply to well owners too? I haven't seen the official documents. Then Judy McMullen says, only public water. Katie Pearl responds by, all of Pretty Creek neighborhood is on public water except for septic. Carly Wagner says, Judy McMullen, thank you. This speaks to Jerry's point about infrastructure and zoning. We cannot magically have a wand and make all our infrastructure handle more capacity to add home supply and magically make things affordable. It takes long-term planning. Maybe instead of spending $58 million on land with long-term economic hopes, maybe invest in our reservoirs instead and other basic infrastructure. Yeah, not much razzle-dazzle for the elected officials that focus on fundamentals, but it's 100% magically, 100% necessary. Further, we cannot magically expand growth areas and have apartments anywhere we want if there's not proper infrastructure. As Kevin Yancey just said, this is a perfect storm in progress, and Crozet is a perfect example. Show's blown up, dude. Show's, show's blown up. You know why it's blown up? Because we speak the truth. We don't do it in 15-second sound bites. We put it all over social media, and I'm honest, even if that means I'm going to get hate from a small portion of the population. Deep Throat on Twitter. Deep Throat is becoming a household name. I genuinely am going to say, I, I was at a cocktail mixer the other day. A cocktail mixer of heavy hitters. Okay. And this is what came up in conversation with a group of heavy hitters. Jerry, I absolutely love the show. I don't miss it. I either watch it in real time or I watch it in replay. I hear that constantly. Then you know what came up? I love how Judah is coming out of his shell and offering quality perspective. You know what else came up after that? I love the viewers and listeners who have names and brands. And they mention specifically Deep Throat first. They mentioned John Blair second, Carly Wagner, you were mentioned in this cocktail mixer of heavy hitters, literally your name, Kevin Yancey's name was mentioned, and then they said, who's that guy from the single wing at Western Almore High School, Chad Wood. I'm at a mixer with literally, I would say, 15 people in the room that have a combined net worth, I would say, somewhere in the neighborhood of... Two and a half billion dollars, billion with a B, and they bring up the guy from the single wing, Carly Wagner, John Blair, and Deep Throat. Here's Deep Throat's comment. Deep Throat, you should come on the show. 
On the infrastructure question, many of us worried about the draft zoning ordinance. And we flagged the lack of infrastructure analysis. Jim Freeze, head of neighborhood development, says things like, we will manage the way we always have and needed. Well, that's super, Jim. The sidewalks, bike lanes, schools, 91 million deferred maintenance on Buford, the school, really inspire confidence in us taxpayers. Water is one area where Charlottesville is pretty well set, at least as far as overall supply, but at the street level, water mains and sewers, are they ready to handle sudden pop-ups of multiple 12-unit apartments? I wonder. This is not public sector issue here, but nationally there is a huge transformer shortage, so I worry about electricity infrastructure too. Our gas system, and I grant the city wants to move away from natural gas, is already at capacity. It's pinched such, such that on cold days, UVA has to burn coal instead of natural gas for heating. Hmm. And then he says, I guess I need to look into drilling a well in my backyard in addition to the solar battery and generator I have. I got to provide my own infrastructure, almost like Nigeria. And he lives in the posh, very Tony rugby neighborhood. Warrior AG on Twitter. Funding for schools should be based on the achievement gaps. I'm going to quote retweet that. Strong. For Albert Graves. Albert Graves, I love you. You're a good man. Strong. Linnell on Twitter. Jerry Miller now. Another great... VPAP updates resource, Virginia Public College acceptance rates. Wow, this is going to be a hell of a tweet. Historically, Albemarle has a much higher percentage accepted to UVA than surrounding counties. How might this change in the coming years? I'm going to quote, retweet that from Linnell. Damn good. I can say damn. You said it was okay. You're my moral compass. Don't show them my privates, and I'm allowed to say damn. That's what the rules you've put in so far. Don't show them my privates, and I can say the word damn. That's what you've taught me. It's good to know your boundaries. Thank you, Jimmy. Warrior AG in sarcastic fashion says, no child left behind, and change in the school system is not just a local problem. It's a statewide, countrywide problem that needs a change, and COVID did not help the problems any. If anything, it mutated the problem into one big hell of a mess, a big ball of BS. I'm quote retweeting that. Fire from Albert Graves, a fantastic father with a suit in an ACPS. Common sense. Infrastructure over density. Explain this to me. 36% of Almoral County public school third graders failed a mediocre test, the standard of learning. 36% of them. Teachers have their work cut out for them, yes. If you add more kids to the classroom by adding more housing density to the area, is it going to be easier or more difficult for the teacher to close the delta or raise the performance? Of course, more difficult. Way more difficult. Common sense. Infrastructure over density. Let's throw a bunch of kids into classrooms where 36% of them can't pass a reading test. Common sense. Infrastructure over density. Let's throw a bunch of homes on Route 29. When traffic from Rio Road to Standardsville is snarled and it takes an hour to get north of Central Virginia. 
common sense, infrastructure over density. Let's put a bunch of houses in green when we don't have the water to accommodate them. Yellow, let it mellow. No baths. Don't water your yard. Turn your water off when you're shaving. Turn your water off during shampoo. No kiddie pools. Is this a long-running issue, or is this... Uh... It's tied to the lack of rain in our area. Albert Graves says three kids in Albemarle County Public Schools. I'm responding to that by saying you're a hero. Judah, keep rocking and rolling, baby. It's good rocking and rolling right there from Judah. I love it. I love it. I wasn't aware you were asking me to rock and roll. This is a talk show. Before I forget, I saw this on LoopNet. This is not me speaking out of turn. This is on a publicly listed, very public website. Martin's Grill is for sale. The asking price is $425,000. The food truck is included in the asking price. This is an institution. This is an absolute institution. We've had Mike Copany, the owner of Martin's Grill, on the show. The restaurant business is brutal. Finding labor for the restaurant business is becoming nearly impossible. $425,000 asking price for a restaurant that was established in 2003 that has a primo reputation. The inventory is valued at $12,950 and the food truck is, an inclu is included in the deal. Is included in the deal. I'll take the LoopNet link and I'll share it on my personal Facebook page. I will share it on the I Love Seville Food Facebook page. I will share it on the I Love Seville Facebook page. I will put that link on my LinkedIn in the comment section. And I will tweet the link as this show is streaming live on Twitter and on every other social media platform known to mankind. I just tweeted the link if you want to see it. Let's help this couple Mike and his beautiful better half sell a restaurant so they can go on to another opportunity. Damn good brand. Martin's Grill. Let's get to Bowling Avenue. This came up yesterday. A local realtor sent me this information. Can you put first the Google map on screen where the listing is located? 922 Bowling Avenue. 922 Bowling Avenue. Tell me when that's on screen. Please, sir. Thank you kindly. It's on screen. Everybody look at the screen. Look at the screen now. This is a phenomenal location. I mean, you can walk to anything Belmont at this location. You can walk to the local Tavola, Camoli, the downtown mall, Mas Tapas, stumble home anywhere. Let's put what the house looked like last year. This listing sold last year for $330,000. $330,000 last year it sold for. Let us know when that's on screen if you could, Judah Wickhauer. It's on screen. He's showing the photos of the house last year. 
A three-bedroom, one-bathroom home with 900 square feet. A builder and investor bought it for 330k last year. Fantastic starter home. Phenomenal starter home. Three bedrooms, one bath, 990 square feet. Days on market were 41 before it sold for 330. Did it need some TLC? Yes. But what house does not need a little tender loving care? You know who else needs a little tender loving care? Raise your hand if you need a little tender loving care. Are we on Atusha? Uh, no, they're looking at pictures of. Can we go to Atusha? Now we're on Atusha. Raise your hand if you need a little tender loving care. Sure, why not? You need a little TLC? Occasionally. Who doesn't need tender loving care? I don't know. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Stick to Quick the rivers the and lakes that you know. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> A builder and investor bought this house and knocked it down. And now it's being proposed as a to-be-built to be custom home for $1,500,000. A $1,500,000 asking price. And the plans call for, I'm reading them, five bedrooms, four bathrooms, three full, one half. Total square feet, just under 3,000. We talked yesterday, this is over $500 price per square foot. Do not let anyone tell you that price per square foot does not matter. That's bogus talk. Metrics matter when it comes to buying real estate. Metrics matter. Deep Throat, who has become a valuable component of this program, legitimately put a bowling avenue analysis for us together. I think it's fantastic. I wish you were here to put this in perspective to us, like in person. Man, this is so detailed. This <laughs> is so detailed. Um, 922 Bowling Avenue tells you exactly why upzoning can backfire. Look what kind of project it takes to make to take uh, back the cost of buying and tearing down even a dilapidated small house. Dilapidated, Juna. Yeah, dilapidated. Did you actually say it correctly? Let's matriculate down Bowling Avenue. <laughs> We're, give me one paragraph, Deep Throat. This is extremely thorough analysis. One succinct paragraph I can read on air that encompasses or outlines your extremely thorough, intelligent analysis. I would love to read one clear, uh, one succinct paragraph. And he also says at Burnley Moran, the school Burnley Moran, the pass rate for African Americans in math is 4%. Good Lord. 4% at Burnley Moran. That's a disgusting number. Only 4% passed? Is that like... That's on Long Street. You know where that, that is? That's is by, that, ta by uh, Tacos Gomez. Does, does anyone know, does pass mean <clears throat> the lowest possible score you can get? Yes, on the SOL. 
That means you're talking like normally a test, a legitimate How? test, the pass number is a 70. So if you get a 71, you pass. And 4% in Burnley Moran, African-American students pass. That's how, damning. How is there not an outcry? I mean, I think we're trying. Here's why there's not an outcry. Do you want to know why there's not an outcry? Can I sit in this chair backwards? Why are these handles on this chair? I can't. It's just. Rip them off. Can you get me a chair that doesn't have handles? Mm. Hold on. Can you go to the studio camera? I can't. Are you on the studio camera? I will be soon. I just can't. You know what? Okay. That's better. Is that better? <laughs> Dude is laughing. Why are you laughing? I just want a chair that I can sit AC Slater style in. Burling Moran is on Long Street, next to Tacos Gomez. Here's the B Bowling Avenue. This is called the, the nut graph in the journalism business. A paragraph that gives you the gist of what the story is about. Deep throat, overly tight zoning would lead to a buildable lot costing a ton. This lot cost $330,000 for the builder and investor. The final price will be $1,500,000. Essentially, 20% of final price is land. That is fairly low. In expensive zoning-constrained places, you would see land component being much higher. He also says the spreadsheet shows, though, that due to high example land production costs and high financing costs, the profitability per square foot is not very high. So if you do a quadplex and put way more square feet on that land, you still end up with expensive units. Anyone in Charlottesville and in Central Virginia, the literal, literal first person years ago when Gillikin and Stephen Johnson and Rory Stolzenberg and Lyle Sola Yates and the planning commissioners and upzoning advocates from livable Charlottesville, when they first started bringing upzoning and rezoning into the vernacular, into the vocabulary, into our lexicon, into our ecosystem, the first person that said upzoning would backfire and lead to expensive housing and not affordable housing, the very first person that said that was me. I have documented evidence online to support the claim I just made. Every single show is archived on the internet. I was the first person to tell you that upzoning was going to lead to expensive housing because it made the land opportunistic. And it made the land opportunistic, which led to expensive speculation. And it happened, as Kevin Yancey said, at a time of perfect storm, cost of goods becoming expensive, labor market becoming expensive, if you can even find labor, at the same time where the political climate is a nightmare, which means debt service and carrying costs takes way longer than it should, actuality takes way longer than it should, at the same time that the interest rate environment is at the, ex the highest it's been in 23 years. All of this is happening literally at a perfect storm. Politics is making actuality and execution a nightmare and longer than it should take. Interest rates are making speculation and, and projects like this extremely expensive. Find somebody to frame your house, your apartments, your condos. Good luck with that. Find an electrician, find a plumber, find a brick mason. Good luck with that.
Cost of goods. We got a new HVAC unit. Have you seen the price of an HVAC unit for 2019 versus now? They've basically 2X'd in four years because of COVID. I was the first to tell you that this was going to happen. And it's happening. John Blair left a comment. I got to get to John Blair. When he comments, I read it immediately. Jerry, if you want an indictment, Mr. Blair says, of the Elmore County School Board's treatment of black students, look at Woodbrook Elementary. Judah, listen to this. Woodbrook Elementary, an elementary school in ACPS. 87% of white students pass the math SOL. 87% of math students pass the, 87% of white students pass the math SOL. 25% of black students pass the math SOL. Absolute moral and educational indictment of ACPS and the school board. Did you hear that? Yeah. You know why it's not being discussed? Because the newspaper has journalists that are 22 years old that stay here for 18 months and then go on to a bigger paper because the Daily Progress is paying its reporters $32,000 a year. In some cases, less than 30K. And having them work nights and weekends and holidays. The TV station, it can't sell its ad inventory. Because it can't sell its ad inventory, because people don't watch news on a box at 6 and 11 o'clock, they stream it on their phones or they stream, stream Netflix and Prime. As a result of not being able to sell that ad inventory at full price, CPM, cost per thousand, CPM, they're having to lay off their institutional reporters. We don't have Matt Tallheim anymore. Where's Henry Graff? He's pieced out. Sharon Gregory, hasta luego, Sharon. Now you replace them with 22-year-olds who stay 18 months and they get recycled with other 22-year-olds. The newspapers put a $50 paywall for the news. Who's going to do that in inflationary, recessionary times? Who's watching the news at 6 and 11 o'clock on a box on our couch? No one. And when's the last time you've listened to local radio? Literally, Judah. When's the last time you've listened to local radio? When my uh, <clears throat> auxiliary entry uh, broke on my car. When was that? Temporarily. It'll, it'll occasionally uh, will pop off of... Uh, Auxiliary and what's the time radio. frame? Let's uh, say uh, once every two or three weeks, and I hear the radio for about twenty seconds while I reach down to push the auxiliary button. And then what you do? What do you do? And then I go back to my uh, streaming. No, to my curated uh, playlist. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Where are people getting their news? Sadly, um, Facebook. <laughs> this is an opportunity for you to say the I Love Seville show. <laughs> I set you up for an easy grand slam. It's okay. You're part of this show. Cully back at the developer watching the program. I had no idea Mike Copany was selling Martin's. Is this to focus only on catering? I have no inside information on this. I only saw the link on LoopNet. 
I have no information on this besides what I saw on LoopNet, a very high traffic and public website. Warrior AG, a McMansion in Belmont, who would have thought it 20 years ago? I tell this story all the time. I used to live at 208 Little Graves. Mm -hmm. It's a side street off Graves. It's literally behind Spud Nuts, was behind Spud Nuts, which is now the quality pie. 208 Little Graves. The home had two bedrooms and one and a half bathrooms. Mm -hmm. One full bathroom, one half bathroom. We were broke jokes fresh out of UVA. My buddy Tom, my buddy Mike, and me. We converted the back room that was essentially a greenhouse into a bedroom for Tom. Tom slept in a greenhouse in the back of the house. My buddy Mike and I got the two bedrooms. 208 Little Graves in 2005 and 2006 is when we lived there. We were broke jokes, but we wanted to stumble to and from the downtown mall so we could pick up chicks and not have to drive anywhere. My buddy Shannon moved back to Charlottesville. He said, I'm broke, just like you guys. We're all broke. Can I live with you? I said, Shannon, you're not living in my room. Mike said, Shannon... You're kind of stinky. You're not living in my room. I'm just joking, Shannon. You're not stinky. You're a great guy. One of, my, one of my inner circle friends. I love you, Shannon. Tom said, you're not living in my room. I think me and Tom had girlfriends at the time. We did. Mike was a little, you know, romancing. But we said we needed Shannon's rent money. We said, Shannon, do you want to live in the attic? There's no HVAC up there. It gets to be about 106 degrees, 107, 108 degrees. Someone can live in the attic on Little Graves, 108 degrees, but they can't go to school in Buckingham County when it's 97 degrees yesterday. Shannon lived in the attic at Buckingham, in, in 208 Little Graves. He climbed a rope ladder from the living room to the attic, which had a hole in the ceiling. He literally climbed a rope ladder to get to the attic. He put a mattress on the ground, 13 fans around the mattress, literally 13 fans around the mattress, had to get hammered to pass out because it was 107 degrees. It got down to like 42 degrees in the winter, was sleeping in a parka. We charged him $180 a month. We each got 60 bucks off our $375 a month. Mike, Tom, and I pay $375 a month. $375 minus 60 is $315. Shannon paid $180 a month to climb a rope ladder at 208 Little Graves and to live in an attic for two years with 13 fans on the perimeter of his mattress on the floor of the attic. He somehow managed to get a girl named Caroline to climb that rope ladder into his attic for boom shakalaka often. The only reason I know that is because he was in the attic above my room. True story. That was in 2005, so we're talking 18 years ago. 18 years ago, that house was like, Arthur Finer owns that house. 208 Little Graves, Charlottesville. I'm looking it up. I haven't looked at this in a while. God, it's already 1.30. 208 Little Graves. I got a 2 o'clock meeting. 
208 Little Grace has a Zestimate right now of $465,000. I'm going to take the link of 208 Little Graves, a two-bedroom, two-bathroom. And the, the second bathroom is a half-bath in the basement, although they've put significant remodeling into this house. It's absolutely beautiful. If you live at 208 Little Graves right now, you have a beautiful, beautiful home. If those walls could talk and you're the owner of 208 Little Graves right now, holy bejeebus, what we did in that house. The Zestimate right now is $465,000. When I lived there in 2005, 2006, we legitimately could have bought that house from Arthur Finer for maybe $190. In 2005, the, geez Louise, in 2004, 2005, the assessment from the city at the house we lived at was $139,600. 2004, the assessment was 139,600. We're talking about 1,100 square foot bungalow. Now the Zestimate is $465,600. That means, quick math, busting out the calculator, 139,600 times four. 139,600 times 3.75. 139,600 times 3.5. The home is 3.5 x Judah, in 18 years. It's more than tripled in value in 18 years. Yeah. I want you to think about that. It's more than tripled in value in more than 18 years. Mm -hmm. This is NVIDIA, the, number holding, the, the top holding in my stock portfolio, NVIDIA, the semiconductor, the chip company. God, I love NVIDIA. Buy NVIDIA, hold NVIDIA, don't sell NVIDIA. Buy NVIDIA, hold NVIDIA, don't sell NVIDIA. 208 Little Grace is NVIDIA. Bowling Avenue, $1.5 million proposed property, Judah. $1.5 million proposed to be built. You think it's going to be built? Hell yeah, it's going to be built. You got 9,000 new people coming to this area with deep six-figure jobs, and they need a place to live. Hell yeah, it's going to be built. Skuma Boutique Dispensary in the downtown mall is a business you should support. David Trecarici and Skuma Boutique Dispensary are doing it right. Certificates of analyses for literally everything in the store. You want to get something nice? make you feel really good, help with the appetite, the stress, the pain management, anxiety, and some sleeping. David Trecarici at Skuma Boutique Dispensary. I got four minutes before my two I have to go to my two o'clock. Are we on a two-shot? Yeah. Go on a one-shot so they can see the headlines again. Those are the headlines we talked about. Tell your friends about the show. Spread the gospel. Nora Gaffney says, I get frustrated by the lack of common sense when folks don't realize we, we are way behind on rainfall. I get frustrated that folks waste water all the time and then wonder why there's a problem. May, maybe everyone needs to have a small garden, especially if you have kiddos. That might give folks a deeper awareness of how water really works. If it doesn't rain, we don't have water or food. Yes, infrastructure and all of this matters as well. I have lived in this area for almost 50 years, some of them in Madison County. 
Dry, dry summers have been very common in all those years. Water restrictions have happened in Charlottesville and Almaro. What are the farmers going to do? What would the farmers do? Think about that. If you have a farm, do, do vineyards need water for their grapes? Do vineyards need water for their grapes? I would imagine. Can grapes grow without water? I don't think there's a whole lot in Virginia that can grow without water. Welcome to density over infrastructure. Welcome to common sense. Eh. Who needs it? Who cares about it? Who wants it? If you build it, they will come. If you build it, shoeless Joe Jackson will emerge from a corn maze with a baseball glove from 1910 looking to play catch with a young Kevin Costner. Hmm. You know that reference? Of course I do. It's a great movie. James Earl Jones, Kevin Costner, a young Ray Liotta. I mean, talk about a killer cast. We got to get out of here because I don't want to be late. Anything you want to add? It's a shorter show today. Normally, we've been going after two. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Anything you want to add over there? <laughs> no, I'm good. Come on, add something, Judah. Add something. How about don't go chasing waterfalls? Please stick to the rivers and lakes that you're used to. I know that you're going to have it your way or nothing at all, Judah. But I think you're moving way too fast, Judah. Little Precious has a natural obsession, Judah, for temptation, but he just can't see it. She gives him loving that his body can't handle, Judah. But all he can say is, baby, it's good to me. Baby, it's good to me. That's the I Love Seville show. For Judah, I'm Jerry.